I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And this is Keeping Busy. Welcome to the Caramel Challenge. Welcome to the Caramel Challenge, where two contestants enter and no contestants leave until they have stomach aches from caramel. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best kind of stomach aches. Caramel induced. I like that we both pronounce it differently, too. Did you say caramel? Because that's... Yeah, I said caramel. I said caramel for a long time, just like I used to say um, draw instead of drawer. And then I tried to (laughs) stop talking like my family. (laughs) Oh, no. A little bit. So Uh, now I say caramel, and they all hate me for it. But that's okay. You're so fancy. Yeah. I still say pecans, so... Pecans. Okay. All right, good. Then you're accepted, I guess. Thank you. All right, so the caramel challenge. This is what we mm-hmm. are talking about this week. And what the caramel challenge is, is we had to each pick a homemade caramel recipe and make it and incorporate it into a recipe that uses caramel. So, Erin, what did you do? I love making you go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I made hard pretzel rods from scratch, and then um, I put a layer of peanut butter on them, and then I made soft caramel, and I wrapped it so it looked like one of those uh, lollipops that you get at a fair, so it's like wound up with caramel, and then I drizzled chocolate on top. What? Whoa. Pretzels and peanut butter and caramel and chocolate? Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds incredible. What did you make? Wait, do you have a picture of this? I need to see it. I need to drool over it. It's on my phone. Okay, while you are sending me your picture, I will tell you what I made. I made a chewy caramel recipe. It wasn't um, a very, very hard caramel, and it wasn't a sauce. And I put it into, it's kind of like a Twix, where I did a shortbread bottom And then used the homemade caramel on top of the shortbread layer. And then I pressed toasted pecans into it and then covered it in chocolate. So it's it's kind of like a cross between a Twix and a turtle. And I put um, Malden flaked sea salt on the top of the chocolate. So it's, I cooked it, I I made it in a eight inch cake pan and can just slice out little wedges of it. It's very, very rich, but if you just slice out little wedges of it at a time, it that's how I'm that serving really it up. That sounds good. So oh, I will send you a picture man. of mine as well, and we will put these pictures up probably on Facebook. Yep. Even though I take awful Facebook. pictures of everything. <laughs> so that's mine. It's like a slab. Let me see. Okay, so... It looks so. The bottom is the uh, the shortbread that you're talking about. Yes. Oh man, no, that looks really good. So it's a it's a circular. I assume you had a form for the shortbread. It was an eight inch cake pan. So I stuck a piece of uh, nonstick baking sheet stuff, like the silicone that you can cut into whatever shape you want. I stuck that in the bottom of a eight inch cake pan, pressed the shortbread cookie in. Um, baked it until it was just shy of done, then layered on the caramel and the pecans and the chocolate until it was all just kind of like melted together. 
And then when I took it out, I put sprinkled it with sea salt and stuck it in the fridge for a while before I popped it out of the cake pan. Yeah, I should have expected you have a nice hearty layer of chocolate on there. A nice but what? It looks really good. <laughs> uh, a hearty layer of chocolate. Oh, a hearty layer. Yeah. <laughs> My husband said that um, we had some difference of opinion. I thought that there should be a significantly less shortbread and slightly more of the rest of it, which is the caramel, the chocolate, and the pecans. And he wanted it to be more like a shortbread cookie with just a smattering of... He wanted ah. it to be basically like half as thick, the the chocolate caramel nut layer. So we had some difference of opinion as to what the end result should have been. <laughs> because he doesn't he doesn't really like caramel that much oh what yeah right so um it's crazy he likes it in small doses huh. he's like but he likes Weirdo. shortbread cookies he's okay with shortbread cookies having adornment mm-hmm. but he thought this was a more a little more than he would would like i will say though i think the the shortbread cookie recipe that i used was not my favorite. It didn't cook up as as nice as shortbread usually does. It's kind of dense. Is the chocolate, is it like a, a thicker chocolate or is it more fudgy? Or how did that come out? I condensed that a little. I cooked the bottom. Then I put the caramel in. And because I had previously made the caramel and stuck it in the fridge in slabs, I cut it into pieces and kind of fit it on top of the shortbread and stuck it in the oven for a little while until it got soft. Then I put the pecans on and I sprinkled the entire top with um, semi-sweet morsels and then stuck it in the oven for just a couple more minutes so that the semi-sweet morsels would melt and spread it with an offset spatula. So that's how I did that. What did everybody think? My children loved it. (laughs) My children thought it was very good. Good. I will say I like how the caramel recipe came out. It's soft and chewy and has good flavor. Basically perfect for the standard chocolate-covered chewy caramels that are in like a box of chocolates. Um, My mom loved the caramel. She has not tasted my crazy cookie pie or whatever you want to call it, but (sighs) she is excited to. (laughs) Oh, good. So where did you get the caramel recipe? I got mine from deliciouslyyum.com. And it's under chewy salted caramels, but I did not put salt on the caramels. I just put it on top of the on the top of the chocolate layer. I want to hear okay. about yours. I still haven't gotten a picture. But okay, it looks like it's sent. Oh, no, I do have it now. Ooh. They, don't they No, How they just you... look slimy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> But I bet right, they were so, amazing. How did you get the peanut butter on? I just put it on one edge with a like a butter knife. Okay, and so then you, I froze you it. Spread it on. Oh, okay, good idea. Freezer. So it. I put it in the freezer for a bit, and then um, I don't think it was a good idea. I think it was a really, really bad idea. Why? The pretzels. Oh man. So the pretzels looked great. Yes. When I, they I made them, great. I've made soft pretzels before, but I've never tried to make a hard pretzel. Yep. So, okay, you ready for all my mistakes? Here they come. <laughs> I am ready. Tell me all about it. All right. Now, first off, I got this, um, the hard pretzel rod recipe from girlversusdough.com. 
and they look beautiful and you can see the like even the crunch once you break some and everything and basically you make you make a simple dough I used my stand mixer to to beat the dough you know to make it faster yep the stand mixer is now fully dead it will oh, move it really the dough was so stiff the dough was so stiff it locked up the mixer and I kept thinking it would be fine and then it just it died so then I had to I had to knead the the dough for like half the time by hand um and then what you have to do what the way she explains it is the the difference between a soft pretzel and a hard pretzel is um in both cases you need to poach the dough in yep. uh, baking soda and water for just like 10 or 15 seconds and then bake it and as she describes in her in her little blog post there um, if you bake the baking soda in the oven at 250 degrees for an hour before you use it, then that's what makes the difference to make it a hard pretzel. So I did that. Baking and then the baking soda. You bake, it's baked soda. Baked soda, which is baked baking soda. <laughs> <laughs> you baked your baking soda. I baked my baking soda and then... And then I started the water mixture, um, and I dumped my baking soda in, and then I walked away because there was still like 10 minutes left where the dough had to rise, and I forgot about it. I came back, and the baking, the baked soda slightly burned in the bottom of the pan because I didn't whisk it together, Oh. Okay. but I just kept going anyway in the hopes it would be okay, so I'm not sure if that's what did it. Yeah. Or that I didn't quite cook it to the right crispiness level and then put it in the freezer and then started doing all this stuff. Because when you bit into that pretzel, it was the strangest amount of chewy. Like you you couldn't bite through the pretzel. It was so chewy. <laughs> it was like you're gnawing on it and it won't release. <laughs> there you go. So it was, it was kind of like a dog with... Um... Like a rawhide. Yes, that's what you had to do to get through this thing. Oh, my. <laughs> now, that being said, once you got a chunk off in your mouth, it was very delicious. That's so sad because I'm actually really impressed with how your pretzel rods look. I have to say I've tried to make even soft pretzels before, and I don't even know if it's baked soda, honestly, that they use when they make real pretzels because you know how pretzels inside they're basically just crunchy breadsticks right but the outside is what's important that like brown kind of it has almost like a caramelized but also kind of acidic flavor to the outside of the pretzel and that's what really makes it a pretzel and it is mm -hmm. it comes from something that they do when they poach it kind of like a bagel but what it is i don't i can't really figure it out how are the toppings though how did your caramel come out? My caramel, um, it came out pretty good, but it it was, uh, I think I cooked it a little too long. I think I brought the temperature up just a little bit too much. I Yeah, I just, I wanted it to be a little softer. So I got my recipe from, let me look. It's thekitchen.com, but there's no E in kitchen. Oh, I think I've been there. Uh, and it's, I guess the name of it is just how to make soft caramel candies. And I think I did, I knew I didn't want like a caramel sauce, right? but I wanted a soft caramel and I, I, I think I just brought it up just a little too high. You know when, so you can't mix the sugar when it's boiling in the pan or else it'll crystallize, you'll ruin the whole thing. Right. 
but then I have my little my little heat laser yes to tell me the temperature and the center of the pan is one temperature and then the edge of the pan obviously I'm not aiming at the pan I know better than to do that but you know the, the stuff in the edge of the pan is another temperature normally I wait until like the average is the temperature I want but this time I waited until the coolest temperature was at the point I wanted and I think that pushed a little too far into the hard caramel category so what was the the temperature that you finally stopped at when the lowest point was what this was a very interesting recipe I've made caramel before and I've never seen a recipe like this now I have a question for you <laughs> even though I'm ignoring the question you just asked I know me. Uh, <laughs> I was ignoring well, the because... fact that you were ignoring me so go ahead oh I appreciate it let's all be passive aggressive together <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'll understand why I'm ignoring your question in a second so um they had you melt butter and cream, you set that to the side. Then you combine sugar, corn syrup, and water in a pan. You bring that up to anywhere between 250 and 320. Then you whisk in, you take it off the heat, you whisk in the cream and the butter, and then you heat it back up to 245 to 250. Then you add in the vanilla and you pour it out. So I've never seen a two-stage heating process like that. I actually, the one that I used had the same, had very similar hmm. instructions. Hmm. The caramel I've made before was heating the the sugar and corn syrup and water. And then once you hit the temperature, you whisk in the cream and butter and then you're just done. But is that for, a, was that for a, like a sauce? Maybe it was. I was trying to make a candy. Okay. And it was a very drippy candy. So <laughs> maybe that. So what was your temperatures? The um, initial temperature of the sugar corn syrup mixture was 320 and then up to 240 after you whisk in the cream butter mixture. So mm -hmm. I actually, okay. I think I stopped right around 236. I had, um, so did you stir it at all after you put the butter and cream mixture in or did you kind of like stir it in and then leave it? I stirred it in and then I left it. Okay, so I was kind of still mixing it because I figured if it's already bubbling and you've already got the fat in there, maybe it won't bother the sugar crystals anymore. I don't know if that's hmm. scientifically sound or not, but I figured it's like bubbling up the sides of the pan still, so what's yeah. it going to hurt? So I was still stirring. I think it says in mine, if you need to stir it, stir it with the uh, candy thermometer. So oh, okay. I think I might have been doing that. But I think it reached 236 by my laser gun, and it was pretty close to that on my regular candy thermometer, too, when I stopped it, because I figured it might still go up a couple more degrees while I was, you know, taking it off the the heat. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things tend to do that, and I had a heavy bottom pan. Hmm. So it actually, when it comes out of the refrigerator, which is where I'm keeping it, it is pretty firm, but just a minute or two at room temperature and it becomes just pliable enough where you're like oh this is chewy caramel so i'm actually pretty happy with with that part yeah, i was very happy with the caramel uh when i ate the leftovers that didn't make it onto the pretzels yeah <laughs> but i think the 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 combination of the it's not even chewy because chewy suggests that your teeth can make it through the pretzel it's it's a, <laughs> It's 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 almost like I don't I don't have no idea how to describe it. It's like 
your teeth are making a little dent, but they can't cut through it. Yeah. And then the caramel was just a little too hard on top of that. So when you finally did make it through the pretzel, you pull away and the whole caramel comes with you. Oh, yeah. So you just have like this caramel tongue sticking out of your mouth and it's just, it was a horrible experience. And again, I brought them to work. I don't know why I do this to myself. And I watched... (laughs) One coworker try and take a bite out of it and just like the pain on their face and the awkwardness while I stared at them just gnawing on this thing. It's like, nope, these are going in the trash. Oh my God. And that's where they went. Yeah, that sounds like you're just torturing yourself at that point. It was so much work. Oh, I feel like I could do it again right. Okay. I'm looking at these recipes and it says something in yours. It says the softness of the caramels have to do with how much cream you put in. Mm-hmm. And it says this recipe makes fairly firm chewy caramels for softer taffy-like caramels. Experiment with adding an extra quarter cup to half a cup of cream to this recipe. So yours mm-hmm. calls for one cup of heavy cream and one and a half cups of sugar. Mine has half a cup of heavy cream and one cup of sugar. Well, yours also came up to a lower temperature, just by 10 degrees, but yeah. when you're talking sugar cooking, that can make a difference. It definitely can. You know when you're doing something and you know it's wrong, but you can't stop yourself? <laughs> yeah. That's me That's me with reading recipes. <laughs> I know I should read to the end of the recipe, but I don't. Additional notes might as well be trash notes, because I'm not going to get there in time. Yeah. <sighs> I I think plenty of us have done that before, when all of a sudden at the in the middle, you're like, I'm gonna make bread today, and you have this amazing bread recipe and you've got all your ingredients out and you mix the first three things together and it says let proof for a week and you're like what the heck? <laughs> I, I want bread I can't now. Eat bread for a week? <laughs> oh jeez, this was a mistake. I should have stopped when I burned the bake. Baked soda. Oh, well. <laughs> you know what? That's the problem is I feel like I, I understand where I went wrong now with, in hindsight. Yeah. But it was so much work. I'm not going to do it again. But if I did, I think I'd be good at it. I think you should do it again and just buy some dang pretzel rods. Yes. <laughs> I know. And I just bite off more than I can chew. Dip uh, the heck out of those pretzel rods. I'll do. I'll redo the toppings. And buy some pretzel rods. I made my caramel one day when somehow everyone was magically distracted. I don't even remember how that worked out. But uh, my daughter was taking a nap and my sons were otherwise occupied, which never happens. And I took the large risk of I'm going to start making caramel right now, (laughs) just in the middle of the day. And it actually panned out. I amazingly was able to start to finish the caramel without getting, like, having some epic meltdown of anybody in the house. It was incredible. It was like a singularity moment. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I also just sent you a link to another recipe from this Deliciously Yum website. She actually has a lot of tasty looking things on here. I can't even begin to describe what these things are that I just sent you, but I would eat them. If I went to a party and they were on a plate, I would probably eat 
most of them. Okay, so it's a brownie layer, then a caramel layer, then a nougat layer, and then a chocolate layer. But the caramel layer also has uh, (gasps) crispy rice cereal. Yeah, rice krispies in it. Sorry, I shouldn't use brand names. (laughs) Rice krispies. And and the nougat layer is a marshmallow. Marshmallow cream and creamy peanut butter and and evaporated milk and butter and sugar. How can you get anything better than that? It's like, holy crap. That's fun. So yeah, these look incredible. They're called four layer crunch bars and they just look deliciously yum. Yeah. We should make them sometime. Now I want to eat them. Yeah. I feel like since it's summer, we should take advantage of fresh berries and stuff, but maybe put this in our back back pocket. Fresh berries. Blue. No, okay. Sorry. Chocolate and peanut butter. No, it's basically vegetables. That's gross. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We haven't even picked out anything for next week. Um, Uh or next next podcast. I do want to mention that this caramel challenge was the brainchild of my sister, and unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, even though she was going to caramel challenge with us, and it would have been amazing whatever she made because she's pretty much the butterscotch slash caramel slash mm. anything super, super sugary and gooey queen. Um, she did not, was not able to participate because I kind of forgot to tell her about it. <laughs> 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 and she listens we'll get her to next like time. The, la- <laughs> the last time she listened, she listens to like the first three quarters of the episode and didn't hear the end when we were like, yay, next time it's caramel challenge. <laughs> so I was like, oh, did you make anything? She says, no, was I supposed to? <laughs> oh. Oh. Next time. Oh, um, before I forget, remind me, we have fan mail. Sweet. Yay. I don't know. Do you want to do that an hour later? Ooh, let's do it now. Okay. We need like a song. It's fan mail time. It's time for fan mail. Let's read it. Boo! Okay. So, uh, we have two emails. Um, the first is from uh, Troubled in Tucson. This is in <laughs> response to our uh, episode on flora. Yes. Uh, and it reads, Just as you predicted, my flora has come to life and is terrorizing my cats at night. She had made it very difficult to get the kitties into their PJs by bedtime because they are so scared. What (laughs) advice do you have for an avid fan who is having trouble managing her art project's evil ways? Please advise. Hmm. That's a Mm. good question. Mm -hmm. We talked Mm -hmm. a lot about how to get out of the legal repercussions that could come from an evil flora, but we didn't Mm -hmm. actually talk about how to nip it in the bud, so to speak. Oh, good pun. <laughs> yeah, I made a plant-based joke. <laughs> good job. It was all uh, natural, organic joke. Um, yes, so do you have any suggestions? I think it really helps that uh, Flora doesn't have any feet, so she can't move around. But, I mean, if you're really concerned, you can detach her arms. And then she Ooh. really. <laughs> it is definitely hard to terrorize without arms or legs. Or legs, yeah. I mean, yeah. how's she gonna move around? She's just gonna say mean things, mm. and then maybe just put her in a closet. I mean, she's already in a pot. You could just, you know, put her back in her pot. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Keep her in her pot. All right, you're welcome. There you go. Problem solved. Okay. That's why we're here. Our next, our next question. Uh, so uh, here we go. I want to know about using veggies to replace traditional carb sides like rice cauliflower and mashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes. I tried and failed both. Any other ideas for veggie replacements for common sides or meat dishes? Who is this? That's my sister. Oh, so like, <laughs> I'm curious to know how she tried and failed. I mean, did she just not like them? Or is she just, just thinking to herself, I know, I'll make mashed cauliflower. And then it leapt out of the pan and ran away. <laughs> and the floor got in there and stole it all. <laughs> right. She's so evil. Um, I will say... I recently found at the grocery store some cauliflower tots and cauliflower broccoli tots, which are pretty good. They do have added starches in them, but at least they're not just straight up potato. I guess it depends mm -hmm. on what you're trying to avoid. They also have riced cauliflower that's pre-riced for your convenience, so you can just steam it in the bag. What is riced? It's in rice pellet shape? Basically. I mean, if you just take... Um, I've made it before myself where you can just use your food processor on the grating attachment and stick chunks of cauliflower through. Basically, it's grated and you can use it like rice. It's very, very finely chopped up cauliflower. And depending on how you make riced cauliflower, it can either be very, very good or terrible. So yeah. there's that. We're very helpful today. What I've done recently is kohlrabi, and um, I use my little, uh, you can use a grater, I have a, a mandolin, and slice it and make it into basically like, kind of like a hash brown patty sort of thing. So I, I think I had four smaller ones. Uh, I whipped it with some egg, some flour, salt, pepper, paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, maybe a little chili powder, just... Spice the crap out of it and then fry it in patties. And then what I did is I put that on a uh, homemade burger. And so, or you can, sometime I've done that for like a breakfast hash brown side instead of using potato. And that's pretty tasty. Cool. So check out kohlrabis. They look kind of like a celery root or a, or a kohlrabi, I guess, is what it looks like. They, they do look like a kohlrabi. No, I've seen I've seen the greens before, but I've never seen the the big bulbous it's like root a, at the bottom. It's kind of like a bulb. Yeah, with the leaves growing out. Chop off the leaves, grind it up. It's good. Try that. That sounds good. So, what else have you done, Carrie? Hmm, nothing. <laughs> um, hold on. Um... That's okay. I might have done nothing. Actually, there I feel like there is a couple of things that I did instead of the caramel challenge for a few times. Like, I came up with excuses not to do the caramel challenge at any point in time. <laughs> oh, it's Friday night. I should make something with caramel, and then I'd not. I'd make something else instead. But I can't even remember mm. what I did. I did make some chocolate, like, straight-up Toll House chocolate chip cookies yesterday to send to a friend of mine who just lost their dog. Aw. So. That's so sad. Yeah. That's very nice of you. Cookies help heal hearts. That's true. 
So they mm -hmm. cannot replace a beloved family member like a puppy that you've had for 19 years. But while you're eating that cookie, at least maybe you have a moment or two of, of joy and peace. It's like a hug in your mouth. It is. It's like a hug in your mouth. I like that. I mean, <laughs> it's a little weird, but I like it. It's it fun. works. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to other than making pretzels and well, sweetness? The only other thing I've really been doing is working on my family portrait. I'm really trying to get through that. So I finished me. I finished my husband. I finished the cat. Hey, um... Decided I needed a different picture of the dog to get in there and and kind of use as my base. And then I started the background. The background is surprisingly difficult just because I'm just like making it up. Oh, you're not using the, uh, the picture that you had as a base no, for your... What I did for it was um, I found a picture of like a, a lady of the era that I was trying to do man of the era I was trying to do in the positions that I wanted and I kind of spliced the two pictures together oh so there's put, not a continuous background no I tried to find a couple picture but I didn't like any of the, the poses like I really wanted to be seated with my husband behind me so that the cat could be on my lap and a lot of the pictures I found were of the male seated with the woman standing really that's I interesting guess that was, I guess right. women it was weren't a allowed very... to sit. <laughs> yeah. The man needs to be comfortable because he worked so hard. Right. You know? Yes. And the lady doesn't have the brain cells to understand what sitting is. You that bend at the waist? Hmm. Oh, that actually, that's a good point. Maybe she couldn't bend at the waist because of all of her <laughs> tight undergarments. <laughs> there you go. She tried and was like, hell no. Yeah. You sit. <laughs> I'll just lean against the wall, thanks. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> just... Just make this painting fast because I'm going to pass out. Uh, so I, I splice those together uh, and I have an idea, a vague idea of what I want to do in the background. And I just kind of started sketching that out. So I'm really trying to power through this and just get it done because I'm close. And I don't know what the heck I'm going to do when I'm done. I go to like Kinko's and get it printed i'm not sure um if you're i mean if you're going to all this work to make it look like a painted portrait i would go to one of the websites where you can get a gallery wrapped canvas print Ooh, that's a good idea i will check that out that's gonna be so cool then you could i mean the you know gallery wrap part isn't all that important but the canvas part is but then you mm -hmm. could get like this crazy ornate frame Mm, yeah that'd be nice and like then I'll put it right over the mantle Rococo frame <laughs> that sounds like an iced chocolate beverage mm, I like iced chocolate beverages would you um, well then you'll like Rococo <laughs> yes <laughs> um, I think that's what it's called it's, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong I, I don't know the names of frames so very I believe fancy you. kind of ornate Oh, it's also considered late Baroque. Ooh. Yeah, something ornate and beautiful to go with the beautiful art I've made. There you go. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see it finished. I'm, I'm, it's coming out really nice. I'm very, I'm very proud of it. Um, the next episode's going to go up on the 6th, which means we should do something 4th of July-ish. It's going to go up on the 6th of July? Yeah. So we'll 
put something out there that people can make for 4th of July and do alongside us. So what do you want to do for 4th of July? Uh, oh, what about that strawberry roll? Remember I sent you that? Ooh, yes. How are your strawberries growing? They are growing, which is more than I can say has ever happened to any strawberries I've had. I had some runners come out, and they've rooted, and I've got a ton of strawberries on my plants. They just haven't started getting red yet. They're just getting fat and green. (laughs) It's a good sign. It is a good sign. Mine are looking pretty good, too. Oh, yeah? I went over to my mom's, and hers were looking pretty good, so I stole them and ate them. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) There's a lot of strawberry rolls out there. Do you remember which one you wanted to do? It's a strawberry shortcake cake roll. I like that it has the cream cheese whipped frosting. Because it's, it's not just whipped cream. The cream cheese frosting is just so... I love cream cheese frosting. Yeah. And it goes really well with strawberries because then it tastes kind of like strawberry shortcake and kind of like strawberry cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A nice mix between. So you, you want to try this? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So next time we are going to be making strawberry shortcake rolls. You can find the recipe on Crazy for Crust. And if you want to um, amp up the patriotic factor, you can probably add in some blueberries so you can do red, white, and blue. Yeah, so this will be a nice, impressive thing to bring to 4th and July parties. If you um, do it correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, okay. Let's all read through the whole recipe before we make it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to skip to the bottom. This is probably one of those things where you're supposed to um, make the sheet cake and then roll it up and cool it rolled up and then have to unroll it and fill it so you don't crack it. I am glad that you said not that part, but the part before that, because I just scrolled to the bottom and it said, this cake is best eaten the day it is made (laughs) because of the fresh berries. It will last fully made overnight in the fridge, but the berries might weep. So... Yes, that's a good thing to know. Much like it would have it would have been nice to know that about the ricotta cake. Yeah. Tip for all of you out there, if you're making ricotta cake, eat it all when it comes out eat of the it. oven. Immediately, just shove it right down your throat. It's mm. delicious. All right, so let us know if you did any caramel challenges, what you came up with. You can email us at keepingbusy podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook keeping busy podcast we'll be putting up pictures of the things that we made and uh, a link to next time's recipe so you can try it out as well if you have questions or you want to share anything that you're working on feel free to contact us we love to hear about that stuff oh and lastly it really helps us if you share the podcast with other people if you can review it on itunes or um, rate it, and um, that would really help us out a lot. Forward the link to everyone you know. Yes. Spam them. People love spam. People love spam, especially when it's us at the other end of the spamming. (laughs) Yes. Okay, until next time, keep busy, because we'll also be keeping busy. (laughs) That's good, right? (laughs) 
We hope you find something to do. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs>